0: What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm Alicia Battaglia in the host seat, and joining us today is the lovely Abby Lineberg, our uh, communications and student ministry person (laughs) extraordinaire. Yeah, hi. How how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. (laughs) You just came from a VB. Yes, meeting debriefing mm-hmm. and all of that. Yeah. So, glad to be here. Good. <laughs> you're hopping from one meeting to the next, right? <laughs> and uh, our one and only, our beloved Caleb. Beloved. Pe- <laughs> our beloved Caleb Pearson. Everybody loves you dearly. Everybody loves you. I
1: don't believe it for a right. second, but yeah. I appreciate yeah. you saying it. I love yeah. that you. Pr- I love that you print out the little intro and uh-huh. just read through it. Yeah, oh, and it warms your my official
0: heart. title is Student Ministry Director. I did not. say That sounds that, right. But we. Everybody knows that, too, I think. Sounds so, good. And you were in the pulpit this week, which you Indeed. brought a, a fantastic word. Um, we we love it when you preach, so it's fun. <laughs> um, but I'm going to just—we'll uh, just dive right in. Uh, we're in the second part of Acts 18. Actually, it's kind of the very last four verse, verses of Acts 18. Um in and out of season part two i like how uh you titled the last two weeks in and out of season um but abby i'll just come your way yeah what are your thoughts from the weekend well okay so this is your first time
2: preaching back to back yes like how does that so. feel oh, yes. Was it like easier to split it up or was it like It actually harder? Was yeah one week easier that's a good question
1: it felt very good uh i've always kind of felt a little bit like okay i'm in, in times past, I'm kind of after Mark and then before Tim. That's happened a lot. So mm-hmm. it's kind, it kind of feels like, okay, how did Mark tackle it? How do I know Tim's going to handle it or what I think he'll do? And I kind of feel like I'm fitting into somebody else's cadence a little bit. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's the text. It speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. It's not that big a deal. But it was nice last weekend to end knowing I get to pick up from where I left off right. a little bit. And so as you're as you're writing it and making it and doing it, the second one was way easier than the first one, because it's like, okay, sweet. Like we're here. Uh, I've I've been doing this. And, and Mark gave me a lot of autonomy and how I wanted to do it two weeks to cover the whole chapter. He suggested what I ended up doing, which Mm -hmm. was totally the right thing to do. The first 23 verses, very much one story. Mm -hmm. And then the last four verses is very much another story. So it worked out to do that, but yeah, it was very fun to do that. Mark had mentioned months ago you know, I'd like you to get familiar with what the weekly routine looks like. Mm-hmm. How how do you finish on a Sunday and then wake up and you're five days away from doing it again? So mm-hmm. it was nice to to feel that and learn it. And oh, yeah. it was just so fun. Yeah, so yeah. Fun. yeah. I
0: loved how in, in both last week and this week's, how we could see the sovereignty and providence of God just once again uh, shining bright. And just we could see that in the story of, um, I I just imagine like, Paul and Priscilla and Aquila, like they meet on the boat maybe, you know, <laughs> sure. going over to the mainland. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, like talk it up, realize they're both tent makers and hey, let's, you know, go into business together. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I don't know. I just have that scenario in my head, but like just the providence of them meeting um, because Priscilla and Aquila are being forced out of Rome, and then um, they're landing in uh, uh, Ephesus, and they meet Apollos there, and um, we see just the the reciprocal effects of what th- that ministry is basically church life happening, and then the gospel expanding, and and Paul he's he's off to you know minister and do his thing and. It, it just—it's neat to see that God is—he's always working in the details, and there is no accident in these relationships that happen. Um, but I—I I appreciated how you took this particular section and focused on discipleship. Um, you had the prospect of discipleship, the potential and the power of discipleship, and um, I have one that kind of stood out to me. But Abby, is there anything about the aspect of discipleship that Caleb talked about that stood out to you? Um,
2: a little bit. Just I kind of liked the way you kept um, repeating that discipleship is repeating. <laughs> like sure. I forget your words exactly, but it was like about just the intentionality that re- reoccurs and how it does like affect people. It's like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I thought that was
0: yeah, important. Yeah. <laughs> that I, along the same vein, um, when you talked about the potential of discipleship and, and we see uh, Priscilla and Aquila discipling Apollos. And obviously he's very equipped and knowledgeable. Um, He's very well educated. Um, But we see this couple who are obviously very mature in their faith as well. Um, They know, the bigger picture that, um, Apollos' theology is lacking Mm -hmm. and that the ministry of the Holy Spirit, um, is very much active, um, because of like the helper's been given. Mm -hmm. And so I just see that through their, um, their maturity and their courage to approach Apollos really stood out to me because they could have, um, Maybe just just kept quiet and right. maybe encouraged him in what he was doing, but they saw that this is really an important aspect um, that needs to be communicated. And so he they together impart this um, truth to him, which is an encouragement. He's not he's not offended by it. He mm-hmm. could have been.
1: There's so many things that could have happened. They could have uh, put him on lockdown. They could yeah. have said, "No, We'll teach. Well, stop, exactly, you know, stop what you're doing. Because
0: he's publicly teaching and they could right. publicly rebuke him, but they yeah. didn't. And um, so I just, I see the tenderness of the Lord working mm-hmm. through them. And that. where
1: did, where did they get that from? Right. This life on life, Discipleship has happened throughout. A lot happens in this chapter. Mm-hmm. We we get it's all for a reason. It's there. The Holy Spirit gives us every single word in this chapter, and so it's cool to get to that point. They're not really holding this this theological error against him. There, there's mm-hmm. no like, how dare you not understand mm-hmm. the Baptist? It's there, there's an element of. Okay, things are crazy. There is the baptism of John, but let me t- tell you about you know what else is going to happen. And so if anything, the challenge this week was not getting too far into Acts 19, because this is going to continue to right. come to a head. Paul is actually going to be yep. back speaking into it. And mm-hmm. so there's kind of like this, wait, wait a minute, mm-hmm. uh, let's circle the wagons again on this, mm-hmm. because it's a very unique time in the period of the church. Mm-hmm. But the exciting part of it is you get to see that discipleship being repeatable, mm-hmm. Paul and Priscilla and Aquila, and then here they are taking him, and then he's taking others. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot in there, just those four verses. He's, mm-hmm. he's growing believers in their faith. So they're not just equipping the the evang- the street evangelist who can yell the loudest. That's not who they're equipping. They're equipping someone who can equip the church, right. the sanctification, the the what about Jesus dying for me? What does that mean for me now and what's next? And yeah. that that is fun to preach yeah. and teach, because I'll keep ringing this bell, this book is descriptive, the temptation is neat, I'm moving on, but we can read it and say, okay, all that happened to them in a very exciting season, what what else has God given us in Scripture that is more prescriptive mm-hmm. for us, and and Paul and Timothy and how he writes to him is very much that, and so once I really honed in on 2 Timothy 4.2, the in and out of season thing. I realize, man, we are we are learning. I I hope for our church that the New Testament starts to read a little sweeter once mm-hmm. we finish Acts. Yeah. Because we know everyone knows Paul wrote all these letters, but what it what happened to him to qualify him to write these letters is very exciting. Right. He's gone through it. Right. He's not he's not making this stuff up.
0: Right. And I love how you use the word exponential because to me I I think of like math and an exponent, which is a multiplying effect. Mm-hmm. And we see that happening. And um you brought out like just how in ministry, how our lives are affecting others, like how we're parenting our children is going to affect how our grandchildren are parented. And uh, in the workplace, as we go to work, and we're encountering other people, and the words we say, and the way we live our life matters. Mm -hmm. And that's going to have a ripple effect, and so I'm just like I—I I was thinking, who you know, who in our lives do we have an Aquila and a Priscilla, mm-hmm. um, and how is how have those people affected you? And, and Abby, is there anybody that comes to mind?
2: <laughs> um, well, I don't know, kind of—I guess a backstory, a little bit. I feel like um, I liked uh, Luke's obviously very descriptive, so I think he was really intentional when he said that Apollos was speaking and teaching accurately. But then Priscilla and Aquila obviously decide to pull him aside and explain to him uh, the way of God more accurately. Mm. So I think sometimes, like, I don't, I don't know if I can specifically name a Priscilla or Aquila, but there's lots of times in my life where I felt like, oh, I know what I'm talking about, and I grew up in church. But there is someone that speaks into it like, wait, mm-hmm. let me explain this to you a little bit deeper, or mm-hmm. let's talk about this a little bit more so that you do understand it better and you can use this further. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just kind of liked that um, transition there that Luke had of like, he was accurate. He did know Mm -hmm. something,
0: Mm -hmm. but there was the opportunity for discipleship. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, I just think about in the, the home, the role of the parents is so important, but then just also, um, your words, the life-on-life life ministry of being together in a community group or um, friendships outside of church. How you know? How are how are our lives being affected? And then how are we affecting the lives of others?
1: Well, it's where the rubber meets the road, right? I'll often tell our our teens, um, I'm not that worried about your spiritual well-being while you're at youth group. Because I know what we're going to teach, I, I know what these volunteers are going to do. We're worried and and hopeful and prayerful about your spiritual well being when you leave. Well, like what what does your life actually look like away from here? You know what? How does how does God meet you and what what He's called you to outside of what this church is able to do for you? And how can we do life together in Christ with Christ in mind to such a degree that? It almost can catch somebody by surprise. Oh wow, uh, you know, I didn't think you'd ask me that. Why would why would God come up in this context? Well, yeah. why shouldn't he? Right. That's that's the context in which exactly. we're living. So right. if we if we compartmentalize that, and I think to Abby's point too, we can compartmentalize our life. But there's no such thing as idleness in the spiritual walk. That's important to understand. And the second thing is, if your measuring stick is always other people or the fact that you always grew up in the church, of course you're going to coast. We can coast until crisis. It's very easy. I'm, I'm full-time ministry, and I can fall victim to that. Coast until, oh, things seem to get bad enough, let me go to God with it or whatever. We can fall victim to that so easily instead of seizing opportunities to say, wait a minute, meditate on his statutes day and night. There's a lot about this, God. I don't even know. Like That's, that's humbling, and that's right. exciting to start to say, okay, what would it look like for everyone in our church to have somebody who's meeting with them and somebody they're meeting with? that'd be crazy. Like Imagine our lobby. If, if it was too cheesy to do it at youth, it's much easier, but ask a senior or, or a junior to meet with you. And then you go find a middle schooler to meet with. And you could see all these connections being made. Like if we all had something like that in our life, I just think it would be cool to see. And the yeah. stories would start to overflow of people being encouraged because I've, I've been here on staff since 2018. Since that time, I have always had somebody pouring into me and I've been pouring into somebody else. And that's not just because I have it all right in the head and I've chosen it. I've been asked to do that. I've been motivated to do that. And people have asked me, how are things like that going? And that's oriented my life in such a way where I do feel like I'm being poured into, you know, Mm -hmm. and pouring out. And that's something for all of us.
0: Right. Well, and then you emphasize, too, that the priority of the church is to know Jesus. And so meeting with Jesus Mm -hmm. um, and then meeting with others is obviously the... the meat of the, mm-hmm. the the meal, you know, um, is through his word is where we get to know and experience him and by the power of the Holy Spirit.
1: And his so, his conclusion yeah. with Timothy, which is just Second mm-hmm. Timothy 4 was the lens through which we read Acts 18, but that call is so stark in my mind that there will come a time where they're not, <laughs> no one's enduring sound doctrine right? Everyone's fine. The tickling of ears, all that stuff. They will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance with their own desire. How is that not exactly what we're up against in every Mm -hmm. element, the news, the social media, the politics, it's that you are, your social media feed is curated Mm -hmm. to your own desires. Your group chats are curated to your, Mm -hmm. all of it Mm -hmm. is, is this mentality. Right. And it, he called it like the Bible called, called it, knew it was going to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you need to be sober in all things. Not some of them, not the ones you just happen to know since you were 5.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Endure hardship as well. That be sober and endure hardship. You could spend more time on that too. Like mm-hmm. what 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 does that mean and and how is that so important for us to know? It kind of seems like hardship is a biblical guarantee mm-hmm. and not a possibility. Yeah. Because churches can come across easily like you it's not supposed to be hard and if it is hard you better get get back into church and get right. No, it's it's going to be hard. That's mm-hmm. why we ought to keep coming so that we can do it together, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. And he's about to get it he's about to die. Right. <laughs> that's what right. he's right. that's what he's saying.
0: Yeah, and so you and on that theme you touched on just in our current culture that ideology is running amok and Mm -hmm. there are all of these myths Mm -hmm. and there's a war for the mind. And I think that you, you went through, I wrote down four different areas, um, that the culture is coming at us with these lies. Um, but the way that you, um, communicated that was so tasteful. And I was talking with my middle son, Caleb. Um, and I just asked him, you know, what do you think about the sermon? He's like, I love it when Caleb preaches. And he, but he said that one thing that you did was when you were going through that, the, you were speaking the truth, but it was in love. And what he was doing is he was weighing that against, um, an experience that, uh, he had in the spring. He went to a a graduation at a Christian college, and there was a Christian uh, speaker, very hmm. well known speaker, who gave the uh,
1: speech, the commencement,
0: okay. the commencement speech, hmm. and um, he was very uh, strong in his wording, almost to a. Uh, That it was angry, Hmm. and and it was charging the people in that Christian college to basically stand firm against what Mm -hmm. they're getting ready to walk into in the world, Um, but there was um, it had an evangelistic tone to it, but it was. It more of beat you over the head sure. kind of almost
1: discouraging it
0: was that's mm-hmm. had they walked away discouraged mm-hmm. and caleb was like there were people there who don't know the lord mm-hmm. and that did not help them be drawn to him sure. and um so he said basically you the way that you communicated these same ideologies that are out there but you brought it with okay this is what the the world is saying but this is what God's word is saying and you brought them together so that we could see from the scriptures and that's exactly how um um Priscilla and Aquila did they through t- from the scriptures showed Apollos mm-hmm. in love the error and the purpose was to show that the Christ was Jesus mm-hmm. and and so I think that for us as we are um, interacting with those in our world. uh, There is the importance to speak the truth in love. And the purpose is not to get you to conform Mm -hmm. and behave rightly, but the purpose is to point them to Jesus, like Mm -hmm. keep the main thing, the main thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the week prior kind of talking about what's the difference between a, a nation full of christians and a christian nation one thing we're we're dealing with in this country right now is this christian nationalism or mm-hmm. this kind of godly values conservative roots but for the goal of whatever fixing dc or whatever right. but what what's our ultimate priority and even sharing that that green bay packers story i, I had that idea of him saying gentlemen this is a football he, he's talking to experts a very famous quote. This is a football. What are what are the fundamentals? What does it all actually boil down to? And how can that be the aim of our charge? Is mm-hmm. is l- love, the, the love by Christ's def- definition and by His ability? And how can that fuel fuel our argument towards those things? Mm-hmm. Because it, you're right. It's it's a there's a stark difference between the hellfire and brim, brimstone yelling and the you know right. what's the difference between setting a fire under a Christian's feet to scare him into doing something? versus setting a fire in their hearts, a, a, a love for the Lord so strong that that's, that's going to be a, an outcome or a consequence of just a radical love for Jesus. Right. Because that's what we're up against. The, the gender situation, the social ju- what pick any of them. They are not the heart of the issue. They're the, They're the symptom. We have a world that's slapping Band-Aids on stab wounds saying, here's the the sin nature, and then here's our solution to it. Mm-hmm. That's going to keep changing. It will always leave people wanting. How can we stand the test of time and see, holy smokes, even in Acts 18, somebody capable and and courageous and, and speaking with vigor and exciting, he knew how to demonstrate by the scriptures— that Jesus was the Christ. How can you handle the word of God to such a degree that, hey, in your your conversations, they're coming face-to-face with this. It's not Mm -hmm. about coming face-to-face with you. It's it's not about the fear of my uh, political involvement and can can I or can I not win somebody over? I I don't support gay marriage and they do. What am I going to do? We can stand unashamed and say, well, what do you think about what the Lord says about that? Mm -hmm. Because the Lord says this. You you can get out of your own way a little bit and then Mm -hmm. let them brush up against what these authors would call the armor of God.
2: Right. And it can be so organic too. I think a lot of times we try to make it like rehearsed. That's an excellent point. And practiced and like, this is what I need to say. These are the points I need to touch on. Yes. But it's just like, just let it be organic. Let it... Flow, yeah it doesn't naturally. have to be this super right.
1: spiritual huh, pre-planned like time to convert you yeah just just ask questions and yeah. maybe 10 15 years ago before this whole mental health crisis and and the the rise of anxiety and suicide and all this other stuff maybe before that happened people weren't as into answering questions but I know a lot of your kids because a youth group if you ask them a question they just overflow like it's it's on the surface and that's what we've noticed in society everyone's wearing their problem on the on their sleeve Mm -hmm. and that's scary but there's a huge positive to that it's right there yeah ask them one question right and 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 in the last couple years i have asked people who seem to want nothing to do with God. What do you think about God? And they'll just they'll just do it. They'll just like answer the question. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was always the case, but it's an exciting time because the potential is right there. And if we don't have to dig that deep into somebody else's life to to find brokenness, hopefully we've dug enough into here to be like, boom, well, what about this scripture? What about that? Right. And the Holy Spirit will transform their life in a way that w- won't make sense to you. Right. Stop waiting for discipleship to have to make sense in your mind... You don't have to figure it out. ...before you can pour into somebody else's (laughs) life.
0: Right, right, right. One thing
1: I didn't unpack was this idea of... The church is called to be obedient, not successful. Mm -hmm. The call is not to make sure you go out there and if you're not meeting with somebody in the next two weeks, it's easy to do that. That Mm -hmm. could be so much easier to preach that way. You want an application? Everybody in this room, in the next three weeks, you better find somebody to pour into and blah, blah, blah. Now it's workspace. Now it's all off the deep end. Mm -hmm. We're called to be obedient, not successful. Try. And if if you're not meeting with anybody regularly, try and try again Mm -hmm. because God is not interested in our success. He's interested in our obedience regardless of the outcome. Mm -hmm. That's the quote.
0: Like, pray Mm -hmm. and ask for God to provide someone for you because He is sovereign and He's providential. And Mm -hmm. for me, those relationships in my life have happened along the way. It's in God's providence that He's brought somebody along at just the right time, Mm -hmm. either to minister to me or for me to minister to them. Mm -hmm. And I think there's just a sensitiveness to the Holy Spirit and just asking. You Mm -hmm. said um, that the church has been made capable to act and make a difference in every every season to proclaim Christ and glorify God and I loved that and I thought about Hebrews 13 uh, 20 and 21. and the author of Hebrews he ins- he has the benediction and I love this it's so beautiful Now may the God of peace who brought you again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. So we can like, Through that, we can see the power of the resurrection. Mm -hmm. We can see that Jesus is the main thing and his main, like he's, he's equipping us with everything good Mm -hmm. so that we can do his will, which is to proclaim him. Mm -hmm. And, um,
1: I love that you went to hebrews it's a book of fundamentals listen to the way all the chapters of hebrews start starts with the phrase long ago chapter 2 starts therefore chapter 3 therefore chapter 4 therefore chapter 5 therefore chapter 6 therefore chapter 7 therefore chapter 8 now this chapter uh 9 now faith chapter 10 for since chapter 11 faith chapter 12 therefore and then Hebrews 13, let brotherly love continue. You see, that author it's knows the fundamentals. There it is again. And it's, because of this, because of this, because of Jesus, because of this, because of this, because of Jesus, we are going to let brotherly love continue. I love that you went to that book because it's a huge, mm-hmm. that that is our prescriptive book. It's a great book to go to, a book of discipleship, a book of the fundamentals. It calls Jesus greater than Moses. It helps clarify what's the difference between this Old Testament knowledge and this New Testament God and if we can have that be our foundation, that be our fundamental, the, a lot of that other stuff will fall into place. Because mm-hmm. if, if we're all getting closer and closer to Jesus, we, all, we will get closer and closer to each other. There are a lot of positive outcomes to the right priority. And that's very important, I think, for, yeah. for the church. That quote of that um, Oklahoma softball team of just the, the reporter wanting to know the, the stresses and the joys, the highs and lows based on the outcome, and, and they just write away. Launch the gospel right. to to millions of people and just say we mean the outcome. Regardless yeah. of the outcome, here's who we are. Here's what we're about.
0: And all that matters is Christ. Yeah, we, <laughs> I mean, we are is...
1: hidden in Christ.
0: Yeah, that is awesome.
1: What a cool truth.
0: So I did not ask you. You mentioned one thing, but was there anything else on the cutting room floor that you wanted to hit for the podcast? <laughs>
1: Um, Not really, uh, probably because I had two weeks to do it. Uh, we flew through the first text. I mean, you could explain a little bit more about some of those places and some of those people and, and how Paul's moving all these different places, but... I think with that much time spent on this, those four verses, it, it and hopefully Tim feels this way, it's a good lead-in to what will—it'll continue to unfold. We're, we're not graduating from this idea of the baptism of the Spirit quite yet, because right. that's it's so important. And yep. so that's going to continue to unfold for them. We'll, we'll have a greater understanding of that too. And so it worked well that it you know, it timed with the baptism mm-hmm. class later that evening. Yeah, that was so Um nice. and That's so, so cool. if yeah. anything, it sometimes the wrestle is could could there have been other New Testament scripture to support what we read? The answer is absolutely, but choosing Second Timothy seemed to seem to work. Mm-hmm. So
0: it worked beautifully. Yeah. yeah. Abby, did you have any other thoughts that you wanted to I don't think so. Voice? Okay. <laughs> All right. What about announcements? Do you have any announcements for us? Oh gosh. I <laughs> um... can
1: I can wing some. Uh, Maybe together,
0: tag team (laughs) announcements. I don't know. Our
1: youth team is leaving for Zambia in three hours. So you can be praying for them. I'll try to update people when we can. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll be stateside, and, and we got a good team going out there with them. How many are going? 19, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's such a good group. And I'm very excited for what they're doing over there. Scott and Jim will be joining them for a good chunk of it as well. So any chance we get to partner with missions and, and, you know, demonstrate that as a value for our youth group is huge. Um, So that's what I know kind of immediately. What else?
2: Yeah. Um, Well, August, just like beginning of August, we have a clothing giveaway coming up, which is a really good opportunity, you know, right before school to either clean Mm -hmm. out, or get ready for school season. Um, so that's August 6th through the 8th. And, and then, that's always free. Yes, exactly. Free clothes.
1: <laughs> it's always hopping too. You should definitely check it out. Yeah.
2: And then there's also the Parent Summit, just to plug it a little bit. That'll be the 18th. And that's a good opportunity um, for parents to get together, just mm-hmm. to like engage with each other, but also to gather some of those discipleship tools like we were talking about today um, to help like in the home and just raising kids. So
1: Yeah, that'll be in unison with with children's and family life ministries. So me, Brian, Weir, and A. And will be a a part of that but yeah we're excited to get together with all our families the school year starting uh, a lot of things happening in in these kids lives so it'll be cool to circle the wagons and yeah talk about that a little bit
0: yeah very good great well thank you Abby thank you Kayla Alicia thank
1: you for hosting oh you're you're awesome
0: you're welcome thank you for preaching and switching seats with me Uh, the fact of the matter guys is that sermons are not meant to take an hour but rather transform a lifetime until next week much love and God bless